What's on the menu for today? What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. Welcome back. A rainy Sunday afternoon. We said that last week, but a rainy Sunday afternoon in our neck of the woods here in eastern Ontario. Again, though, the scoreboards were shining bright across the OUA. For some teams. Other teams didn't teams. really get to light up the scoreboard much at all. Uh, we're going to start with a couple of the blowouts and just kind of get them out of the way. Uh, Western averaged 10 plus yards of carry through four different running backs. Uh, Keon, Woodnaughty, they had two other guys that won for 77 and 104 as well. Uh, 66 to three homecoming win over Waterloo on Dwayne Ford Day. Hey, inducted <laughs> into the Western Football Hall of Fame. Uh, but no, uh, it is Dwayne Ford Day, and they definitely ran the ball in his honor. I mean, they were going to run the ball either way. Um, so four backs averaging nearly 10 yards <laughs> yeah. of carry absurd Not a first down every time you touch the ball um so yeah they won 66 to 3 waterloo just overwhelmed from the jump yeah. uh panna baker and valenti i think added interceptions as well uh so yeah western 66 waterloo three i'm sorry w- we're speeding through this <laughs> i will say before we move on before we move on from the western one though like as much as their ground game or as, as good as their ground game looked i do want to give a little bit of a shout out to, to evan hillock didn't have to do a whole lot in this game, but what he did do was very impressive. 14 of 18 uh, passing on the day, 243 yards, two touchdowns in the game. So, I mean, didn't really have to do much in this one. Just turn around think, and hand the rock off. But, I, I mean, still I, I a great day. Just probably sat on the bench and waved all the homecoming alumni and said, hey, guys, thanks. I'll see you at the Vanier Cup. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, they uh, looked uh, pretty pretty dominant in that one for sure. The Western, the Western Mustangs are looking like the Vanier Cup champions from last year. Uh, they're just a lot more refined, polished uh, experience, which is a key one on offense. Yeah. Keon and uh, Hillock and Savon Magne-Jones. Um, but yeah, Justin Nixon's looking like a threat as well downfield. So Western, 6-3 win. Uh, yeah, that was a big one. Next the one next 60-point game? <laughs> uh, Queen, 62-11 to 11 at Guelph's homecoming. Uh, definitely not the way you want to have your homecoming go if you're the Guelph Griffins. They slide to one and four uh, <clears throat> with their with their uh, with their record on the year. Queens in the fourth quarter, Connor had a twenty four point frame to close it out. Big day from those Queens Gales, and a massive day from their running back Anthony Souls. Nineteen carries, two hundred forty four yards. It it baffles me too, Connor. Uh, hold up, hold up, and forty four yards. I, I, let's leave it in because it is that stunning to see. I had to double take when I saw his stat total come up. Four touchdowns uh, too. We left that off the off uh, as we were stunned there by the stat line. <laughs> but uh, how about this, James Keenan? We don't know. Uh, I I was watching the U of T game. I have actually my sweater on for those uh, watching. But uh, <laughs> I was watching U of T game. I was not flipping between a bunch of them. But Alex Freakin came in ten to fifteen, two touchdowns for your front neck Falcon. There we go, Connor. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, we put some put some athletes out. I, I will take zero credit there. I just attended the high school. He did have a negative play though. Oh no! The damn, the damn kneel down. <laughs> <laughs> negative um, two yards. Those are the good negative two yards. But no, for Guelph, same same situation. You have Isaiah Smith rushing for over 100 yards. Wow, uh, Genesis having a solid day receiving, of course, and then you have three quarterbacks playing in your offense. Uh, Helfrich went two of 14 for 30 yards. Uh, Yanchuk 
and Sean Wall combined to go eight of 12. Um, I don't like Guelph is just a quarterback away from being the Guelph Griffins of old, uh, but it's killing them. They punted the ball uh, eight times for over 300 yards. Um, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough season when you have that much uncertainty at quarterback. I think it's a testament to the Queen's defense, though. I mean, they limited the Guelph Griffins to just 11 points on the day. They had four sacks in the game. Uh, they had an interception as well. So, I mean, that Queen's defensive unit, we knew what it was last year with, you know, the star-studded talent that it had. But now we had some questions coming into this season. I think they've firmly been answered. I would agree with that, Connor. Uh, let's go to the nation's capital, though, the Carlton Ravens. A lot of talk this week about the Windsor Lancers being a top-10 team. Uh, we would kind of discussed that on the Thursday episode of all, all Canadian, uh, they went into Carlton 17 point first quarter, uh, Ferguson, one yard, they forced a safety, a rouge, and then they had a pick six. Uh, they jumped on it early and then just kind of maintained coast, move the ball and keep going. Yeah. To me in the, in this game, it really felt like Carlton approached this game going, we know they're going to run the ball with Joey Zorn. That's great. Let's take away everything else if they can beat us with one player that's fine we can live with that but i think what they did in this one is just completely took away everything that windsor had outside of zorn because he still carried the ball 25 times for 100 yards and a touchdown but outside of that if you look at what their quarterbacks did both of them were held to under 50 yards passing in this game yeah josh shim six of 20 for 47 yards and a pick uh that's not a great way to start, to try and win a football game, especially on the road. But uh, Kasim Ferdinand and Denny Ferdinand back for the Ravens this week, and they had their fingerprints all over it. Four for 59 for Kasim. Denny in the return game had uh, two for four, uh, 86. So uh, they are monsters once they get the ball in their hand. And uh, Carlton, 24-7 over Windsor, pulling them into three and two. Good. A little bit of momentum for those Ravens approaching Panda Week. Are we talking about Red Blue Bowl? Is that where we're going about with the this? Red and Blue Bowl. <laughs> uh, you know what? I texted someone. I said, I could scream at someone right now about how U of T was playing. Uh, early on, they the defense was playing fantastic. And then they started to let the same play action, hit the flat, just start to kill them. And then they get a really big stop. York had a couple plays, uh, then punts that did not go as planned. Uh, on the second one, though, in a chance to really pin them deep, huge rough in the kicker call. So York had some life early on. It was 11-0 uh, at half. And then U of T opened it up with the run game. Adam Williams hurt early on in this one uh, after taking a late cheap shot uh, onto the track surface. Doesn't matter. Lucas Stoikos carried Man. the ball. Did he ever? What a day for Lucas Stoikos. 15 carries, 124 yards, three, three touchdowns. Another multi touchdown scoring running back this week. Uh, gotta feel good watching that one. Uh, you know what? It was very stressful early on, and then they, they started to click. Uh, Kinsale Phillips. You were texting me. You're like, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. But it, it, it's, uh, it's baffling. I mean, uh, York has tried to play the same scheme against U of T for the last like six years. I think I was saying to one of my uh, former teammates. Uh, and I said, like, the, uh, 
the the sad part is it's the same thing and every year we have issues with it <laughs> um but they figured it out they figured out that if you're running the ball it doesn't matter if they're sending plus ones because you're just running away from half the blitzers anyways uh so u of t got to keep the argo cup home uh pretty happy actually shout out mushtaba mary uh the offensive lineman caught a touchdown and had a very nice celebration uh, you're absolutely gonna have to find a clip of that and stick that it's in on here, Twitter right we'll, here. Uh, we'll, absolutely I'll send you won't you won't see us talking right now it's just gonna be the clip <laughs> rolling um but yeah mustaba mary uh great catch in the end zone Moose, or oh i guess junior always has had the hands so uh glad to see him get in the end zone uh in his final bout in the red and blue bowl i think he's getting in his brother's ear about that one i don't know i i've got a touchdown you don't this is probably moose is probably hyping him up to begin with um but connor it's time to talk about your alma mater because this was the best game of the week by far not just because it was actually the closest score but because of what happened in the fourth quarter you're talking about you being stressed out during the red blue bowl man i was stressed out all saturday afternoon ottawa was not leading in this game they did not they did not lead until two minutes left in the game yeah so you're stressed out I was stressed out. Nonetheless, I mean, let's talk about Laurier first, I think. I'll, I'll gloat, not gloat, but I will glow, I should say, about the, the Ottawa offense a little bit after this. But Taylor Algersma, we've been talking about him all year. Mr. Efficient. 19 of 27, 242 yards, a touchdown. Yes, he had an interception, but in the back and forth games like this, those things are bound to happen. Just distributing the ball all over the field. He had Ethan Jordan going for 82 yards. He had Thorne going for 64 yards. He had Nick Peterman going for 48 yards. On the ground, too, Quentin Scott, 14 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown. I think Laurier did everything possible that they could have done to win this game. It just came down to Campbell Fair, Ottawa's kicker, absolutely mashing a 55-yard field goal to win the game. Uh, I was out of my seat. It was a bomb. Uh, that's the that's the kind of leg that makes some CFL scouts kind of turn and say, oh, wait, we can hit from midfield with him? I had to double check to make sure that Campbell Fair wasn't wearing number 10. <laughs> they snuck Lewis Ward in and then sent him back to Ottawa in time for last night's game. Well, no, because uh, Campbell didn't have to get lifted up after. Lewis would have <laughs> Lewis would have gotten lifted up. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, Laurie had almost 400 yards of total offense. Yeah. Um, but what this Ottawa team comes down to, Connor, we talk about it week in, week out. Every John, week. Paul, Simon, Kinda. And not just on the ground this week. No, he had 208 yards of total offense and a score that actually put them back in the game uh, yeah. in the third quarter. This, this Ottawa team, Connor, they're looking like they're going to be contending for a spot in the Yates Cup. Uh, when Bear met, when Ben Miracle takes care of the ball, yeah. they have such playmakers on the outside. He doesn't have to force things. He can check it down and get a ton of yards. I mean, uh, both of their running backs scored long touchdowns yeah. in the passing game. I think uh, to your point with, with Ben Miracle there, like no disrespect, no shade. I, I just think this is this has have, come from experience, but I, he looks – this is the most comfortable I've ever seen him look in the pocket under Ottawa. Yeah, I mean uh, – and let's, let's not miss out on some credit because uh, Coach Nate Taylor moved oh to the offensive coordinator role. Mm-hmm. 
And he kind of looked at his team and said, all right, what do we do really well? We have JP. When JP gets 20 carries, he wears out defenders and he starts to break yeah. guys down. When what he's do going, we're going. We have a really athletic quarterback who has a big arm. Sure, sometimes he misses throws, but he's athletic enough to make a play yeah. when it matters. So what do we do? We run the ball. We get Ben Miracle out on the edge running around as well. And we mix it up. We kind of throw guys here and there. We get our receivers involved in the short game, take our shots when we need to. Um, the time of possession, uh, really even. Penalties, even. Uh, the uh, only turnover was Elgersma's interception. Uh, I, I, I'm just so impressed by this yeah. Ottawa team when they put it all together in a road game at a homecoming for Laurier. Yeah. Uh, that's a I, tough I'm, place to play Laurier homecoming by this Ottawa GG's team I think they're probably a top six team in the nation um, and and they're going to keep showing that as we go through the year I agree but to that point I, I think that says so much about Laurier without us actually having to say anything about Laurier either yeah Laurier's going to be a tough out whoever draws that in the playoffs good luck because that team is going to come in and they are going to make you earn every single yard um I know, I know this is a, a present day podcast and we are recapping the weekend, but I just can't help but looking, f- looking into the future with Laurier and just having a little bit of a, a little bit of a smile for what could be next. Uh, very, very true. Uh, and I want, I want to say this, this game, if we get it in the playoffs again, selfishly, I'll be so excited. Oh man, we will, we'll have to do everything and anything we can to get to that one. But that's it for this weekend. Both of our alma maters won in, in exciting fashions. Uh, so that makes it a great weekend. I know there's tons of games coming up. Panda game is next weekend. Battle of Waterloo is coming up soon as well. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes as we head down the backstretch now, officially on the back end of our OUA season. It's been so fast. It's been so fast. There's been so much action, but couldn't be happier that we're here. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed the preview. Have a good rest of your weekend. Hope your NFL teams win. Hope your CFL teams won. Take it easy.